Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 345 from January 23rd, 1997. A Thursday night show with guest Cake, the band. This is their first known appearance of the Adam Carolla era. They have three more known visits, 1999, 2002, and 2004. And once again, there might be some several lost episodes between 97 and 99. This episode features lots of intense and funny calls, a really great mix. And Adam goes on an epic religion rant that rivals the 2004 Arnett to Classic Love Line, which oddly enough also has an epic pie vs. cake rant. Great magnet. Now, this is another one of these alternative fan recordings. Originally, it was listed as January 28, 1997, but we have a confirmed date for that that night. So we actually went back and uh, looked through, and based on one clue in this episode, we found that was January 23, 1997. So this, this date is as confirmed as it's gonna get. And instead of skipping over to this, just about a full show, we decided to share it with you guys. Now, about this show, if you enjoy classic love line and you like the three episodes per week we know there are a lot of listeners who only like listening to episodes without guests uh, and there's a lot of listeners who pick and choose which episodes are going to listen to that's totally fine uh, i highly recommend you listen to everything some of the most legendary moments in love line's history uh, happened with guests i'd say about 90 percent of them uh, the best brewing story the pennywise incidents uh, the list goes on and on but if you're not going to uh, do yourselves a favor and download them anyway by keeping steady statistics for each episode released we're then able to bring you three episodes per week. If the amount of episodes released are now overwhelming, we could dial it back to one per week, the only downside being it then adds 30 years onto the release schedule. Now, many of the listeners who are downloading these episodes were original listeners back in the 90s, and a lot of them never presumed they would want to hear these episodes again or would ever be able to, and now we finally can. So even if you've heard these shows or you're not sure you want to listen to it now, it might be smart to download it and archive it just in case. Listeners are often asking us how they can help support the show, uh, besides using the Podcast One classic love line amazon link on our page using the podcast one app and making sure to use the official podcast one classic love line rss feed found on podcast one.com or through itunes or your preferred rss reader or podcast player so download every episode rate and review five stars on itunes use our classic love line amazon link that's how you can help us keep putting out three shows per week we'll update you as recordings come in as per usual this was recorded in 1997 some of the medical advice may be out of date please consult your own physician or contact dr and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter, at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. Loveline has been pre-recorded. Loveline. 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 Well-known pimp. Narcotics King, big time racketeer. Back in full force. Or even sexually oriented content. Listener discretion advised. Now, here's Levine. In this corner, Adam Corolla. And in this corner, Dr. Drew. All right, phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla, that is Dr. Drew, and remember, kiddies, men and women aren't as different as you think. Right. Was that the message from the crazed teen that, that called was, us at the end of the show last was night? Scott, was that his name? Yes, name? Yeah. yes. Yeah. Scott, uh, Scott the Medicated would have been his name if he was uh, a knight. <laughs> oh, boy. He was uh, he was a little out of control. And, and my message, strangely enough, is men and women are much more different than you ever imagined. 
All right. Well, there's where you're wrong, because uh, Scott, the medi- medicated 15-year-old, knows far more about you and the workings of uh, not only a woman, but this big land of ours. You understand, Drew? I got it. I got it. All right. A little unfinished business. Two notes of unfinished business. Last night, we had uh, Sarah in here, and um, what am I spacing out on his name? Ashley. Oh, yeah, sorry. Because it's a, it's a chick name, that's yeah. why. And he's uh, so much mad. Ashley Hamilton and uh, Sarah um, Buxton was in here last night from Sunset Beach. And at the very end of the night, we had a little gambling going. Now, we, we had a little gambling bet going earlier in the night, and it was a bust. Nobody won. Right. It was a push. It was yeah. the first time it's ever happened in Loveline history. We made a bet right at the end because the pot was just sitting there. It was uh, my eyes were burning, staring at that uh, big four bucks, that big, that big four dollar kitty sitting right in front of me. And the very last caller we had before we went to the break was a guy who said he had a problem with. The, he was a compulsive masturbator. He was I don't know, sixteen, seventeen years old. Oh right. And right. we all guessed the number. I said, "Tell me your banner week. I want to know. Uh, I want to know the week you've 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 moved the most volume of sperm. Just let me enjoy my weenie, please. Thank you, Engineer Mike. I I told him to concentrate on that number and that we'd get back with him right before we uh, signed off. Right, and we signed off. It seemed that there was we a all dial took, tone. We all took a piece of paper. We all wrote down our number. This was for no, the no, big no, box we, at we the end. We didn't write down our number. We wrote down the number that he, we believed he would say. Right, but I had projected some of my own uh, masturbatory habits at age 17. See, I know I can get inside the mind of a criminal masturbator. Thank you, sweet spirit. Yes, and uh, my number was 18. Foolish. I should have went with 21. I was thinking of going with it, but I thought three times uh, a day, every day for a week may be excessive for this lad. For me, I, I do that in a good afternoon. I squeeze that off between uh, on a commercial break of Sally Jesse Raphael. We are so proud of you. The point is this. Drew, uh, Lamo Drew writes down four, which is a total BS number. He made no effort at all. The, what was behind the four is he didn't want to say 35 and have it be less. You know you were BSing on that I, four, Drew. I really Drew. thought the guy was so overwhelmed with guilt that it was going to be some oh, uh, ridiculously small number. Honestly. What? A recoculously? Recoculously Thank small you. number that, that you were going to be able to react with outrage to. So Okay. Uh, Sarah wrote... <laughs> Sarah's a... Sarah, too bad I didn't have time to get into this, but she wrote down like 35. Ashley, uh, foolish, uh, foolish, naive Ashley went with like uh, 12. 12. Yeah. The point is, is I wrote down 18. The number was 21 because he called back when we were off the air. And I gladly took the kitty. And that was crack money for the ride home. So uh, there is. God himself endorses whacking. So there is, uh, there is, uh, there is a God. Thank you, Engineer Mike. All right. The other unfinished business was uh, we did get a call to the station, the home station, uh, K-Rock, at some point yesterday with an irate mother who walked in on her young teen listening to our show on, I guess, a Sunday night and was uh, livid and is going to file a complaint with the FCC and so on and so forth. Producer Ann is trying to get her on the phone as we speak. Uh, What's unique about that? We never get complaints. The, the, most people understand. Yeah, I don't know why. The well, biggest no, complaints I get is from my own family. Well, the only, my dad telling me everyone thinks I'm an a-hole. Well, people understand the purpose, the reason we have to get into this material. I mean, there's there's a reason for it. It's not just to put it out there. It's a to give people the opportunity to ask whatever they need to ask, and b because this is stuff that young people need to know. Right. And oh, I uh, I almost forgot that uh, cake is going to be in here. Uh, in a couple of minutes, right after the first break. We got uh, John and Vince from Cake, who we know from the TV show. And I don't know why I love those guys so much, but I do. I really get a good vibe off those guys. What is that? You like their video, too, remember? 
Yeah, I love their video. I, I love their music, and uh, I love the cake. And and I'm going to eat it, too. I was so, going to say, anything named after dessert for you is already a good thing. Yes, I love a baked uh, confection group. All right, so uh, producer Ann is now on the phone with somebody who may be an outraged parent. We'll see if we talk to them. Uh, if not, we're moving on with the show. Drew? Let's go. John, 18, you're on Loveline. Hey, guys. Hey. Yeah, um, see, I'm 18, and my girlfriend's 18, too. You know, and uh, I got this problem because, uh, you see, well, like, I slept with her this afternoon, you know, and uh, my parents found the condom, okay, and, you know, most You bonehead. What did oh. you do with the condom? Okay, well, here's the deal. Like, I had to get to work, you know, and so I just, she doesn't like me to leave my at her house, so I just slipped it in some Kleenex, put it in my jeans, and then cruised on home, and I just had to jump into some different pair of pants, you know, <sighs> and then, uh, and then there you have it. I left them on the ground, and, you know. Who found it? My mom. Oh. Oh. You know what your mom thinks? You're having gay sex in the park. No, that's not what she's thinking. Either. Oh, yes. I've had the same girlfriend for a long, long time. All right, so how do they react? Well, my... Dad was the one who was talking to me. What did he say? And he was saying, uh, he was saying how I like violated their trust. You know. How how eighteen are you? You just you just turned eighteen. I've been eighteen for a few months. You know. Uh, you know. I would think I would think most parents of eighteen year olds should be. He's so, eighteen. He's getting laid. And he's using a he's condom. Using a condom. They should be so thankful of that that he's well, doing. I, I, yeah, we always do that. But but uh, I mean that's the. Point. But here's the angle I would work. The only reason you caught me is because I was being sexually responsible. I know, I know. But here's the here's the angle that they're playing is that um, <laughs> it, it was that their. Hold house. on, they don't need an angle as parents, by yeah, the way. No, well, here, here's the way they're going, is that her house and they're they're saying that it's like incredibly irresponsible to be at it. Disrespectful. At, at some, well, just, they just don't want me to be alone with her. And they say that if they don't have a complete, like, trustworthy, and I, like, promise that I'll never be at this house or her house alone with her, that they're going to, like, call her mom and, like, make it so that, like... Well, all right, they're, they're John. Just, they're just being good parents, John. They, they, really. They, they, they're they just being paranoid. You. No, they're not no, being good parents. No, they are. Because no now, you know, let me explain why they're not being good parents. Because he's going to go try to uh, uh, jump on her on some freeway off-ramp and get shot now. Because they can't do it in his bedroom, John. Yeah, it's, it's disrespectful to both sets of parents to do it there. You know, I mean, it, it, I understand they want to at least kept containment. What's of their supposed own. to do? Pitch a tent in the neighbor's yard? Uh, listen, well, a parents' job is to keep things as structured as possible and not make things like this easy. We've never been allowed in my room. <laughs> not make things like this easy. It's a couple of eighteen-year-olds having consensual, responsible, protected sex. Is, is it? Is your girlfriend eighteen? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, John. John, uh, just out of curiosity, what brand of uh, retarded religion do your parents uh, subscribe to? That's uh, just, you know, your average Protestant religion. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Well, listen, here's the situation. There's no going back. Mm -hmm. uh, your parents can talk to you all they want, but unless they uh, confiscate the peni, there's no going back. Once you take an 18-year-old male and an 18-year-old female, and especially the male, and you get uh, the balls rolling, as it were... There's no, there's no cutting off sexually unless someone is incarcerated, and even then you'll poke your peni through the bars. Well, here's my main problem, is that I don't want to, like, tell them that I'm absolutely never going to be alone with her, you know, without some sort of chaperone because I'm just not going to They're forcing you to lie, John. That's why you have to lie. Yeah. You've or, done nothing wrong. Or maybe to get on with your life and establish some independence. I mean, it is time. You're 18. Go away to school. Get, whatever. Get out of yeah, their well, home. Yeah, don't you watch any of those cowboy movies uh, when, uh, you know, the guy, you know, turns 18 and he has a few 
belts of scotch with pops, and then they get in a brawl, and then they hug and cry afterward. Uh, That's what you need. You need to kick your dad's ass. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's a big guy. I don't know. With a weapon. No, John, seriously, you need to look these guys in the eye, and you say, listen, I appreciate what you're saying, and I appreciate why you're doing it. Right. But the, the deal is, is I'm in love with this woman. We're both uh, adults in the eyes of the law. We're being responsible. And there's no reason why we have to stop this, and uh, and we will will not muss up your comforter. I'm not sure there's an 18 year old on Earth that can actually do that. No, but if, that's if total there, BS. If, if there You're is, exactly if, right. If there Drew. is, uh, it'd be are great. you kidding? <laughs> and, but and he may be forced. All right, you that. wait till your folks leave town. You screw like rabbits. Um, you know, right in front of that big crucifix I, I have hanging over I, the bed. I, the point is, John, uh, we don't really. He doesn't really have a problem per se that we can address. He's got a management issue with his parents and their expectations of him, and their the fact that they seem to treat him like a management child. issue. Well, well they have to have him figure out how to manage the parents' feelings about him. The fact that he's being an, he's an adult now, right? That's what he's man, trying to manage. And the fact is, time for him to behave like an adult and get the hell out of their house. Mark Thirty, you're on Love Line. Hello, good evening, gentlemen. Hi. Uh, I have a question primarily for Doctor Drew. Yeah. Uh, I uh, am diagnosed as having manic depression, mm-hmm. and I'm on a couple of medications. And I know these medications are causing a problem with um, uh, maintaining an erection uh, and also with delayed orgasm. Mm-hmm. And I talked to the old shrink mm-hmm. about the problem. And Most of the so-called serotonin reuptake inhibitors are associated with this. One that is not as much as frequently as something called serazone, but the Prozac and the Paxil and the Zoloft and the... Uh, Luvox, etc. Well, and I would definitely say if you uh, cannot maintain an erection, that is a definite orgasm delay. Yeah. Absolutely. Could be the next week. So, Mark, what's the question? <laughs> Mark, how long does it take you to climax? Uh, let's see. It, it, it varies, but it, it takes a lot longer. Um, uh-huh. And it's uh, rather painful when it, when it finally does. Uh, oh, it is? Yes. It's like you're uh, passing a golf ball or something? <laughs> exactly. And uh, what's your partner think of this delay? Uh, she's getting frustrated with the, with, you know, with the maintaining of the erection. And uh, Mark, what is your question for us? Well, basically, um, do you know of any medication? Um, <laughs> that <one. laughs> Sorry. Drew's allergic to sex, talk. Do uh, I know of any medication that what? In any medication that that's not going to do this. As I said, uh, which, which one is which ones you on? I'm on Effexor and another one called Depakote. Yeah, well, the Effexor is the one that's probably responsible for this, and Effexor is sort of a unique class. It's venflexine is the medicine. It's it has serotonin reuptake and adrenergic effects. It's probably the serotonin reuptake inhibition that is the cause of the erectile dysfunction. And there is one of the serotonin reuptake inhibitors called Serazone. That is less likely to cause this. So you might talk to your psychiatrist about that medicine, okay? All right. Serazone. Will do. Thank you very much. But he may not be able to take the off the effects or because that's that's a unique medicine. You may not be able to replace, <laughs> replace the effects of that drug completely. Well, perhaps the uh, penile implant. Hello, Cake. How are you? We're fine. How are you? Good. Let me uh, just continue my penis thought for one moment, and then uh, we'll uh, get right into the cake activity. Drew, when we we had Larry Flint on here a couple of nights ago, I, I heard and, about uh, five minutes of it. As you know, he's uh, paralyzed from the waist down, and a little bit from the neck up too. But the torso is in great shape. Yeah. No, he's he's uh, quite a gentleman and a scholar, this Larry Flint. And I asked him quite honestly about how the penis was functioning. Not that I'm comfortable asking uh, old powerful guys who could have me killed about how their penis is functioning, but it's part of my job. And I know Drew would protect me if push came to shove. 
size. I could always take a guy in a wheelchair before his bodyguards got in here. He said that the penis is working fine now because he had the bladder and the pump installed into the penis. And basically what this is is they uh, put a little air bladder, or maybe it's, I don't know if it's hydraulic or pneumatic. What is it? Hydraulic? Does it water. use fluid? Water, yeah. Oh, it uses water. Yeah, it's liquid. And they put the little bladder in the penis, and in the testy, they put the pump. Just like the little pump the doctor uses to check your blood pressure. There's, a, there's you, another one that pumps at the tip. You can go at the tip, it squeezes and pumps. Do you guys like thinking about this? I do. <laughs> I am I am amazed by this. Uh, any technology that involves the penis is fascinating to me. Magic wand makes my penis grow. I also realize now why I like cake so much. As soon as you start talking, they get this look of astonishment and bewilderment on their face. <laughs> this is what the hell? It's like about? a kid at his, his first time at Farrell's. Yes, they're they're amazed. And so I asked him where the pump was, and it's in a scrotum. And he squeezes it. And the penis goes up and stays up as long as he likes. And I asked him where the release valve, I worked a little fart humor in, but the, he, wasn't, he didn't appreciate that. But the release valve, as it turns out, is on the other side of the scrotum. Just well, a they, it's a handy uh, carrying case for the pump and the release I, valve? I guess that's what it is. Might yeah. as well use it, I guess, huh? And he squeezes the other one and it, you know, lets the fluid out and the thing goes back down. But, Drew, here's my question. Where are the testes in all this? Where are they? Are they there? They're there. How do you know you're not squeezing on a testy? And, and how do you think? Uh, that would hurt. There's a high degree of pain involved. Yes, uh, you're, he's a genius. Yeah, <laughs> he's an absolute genius. All right, so uh, you guys, uh, let's do a little plug-in here for just a second. Seventeenth uh, hour, we're past that. And February fifth, which is way too many days for me to be able to calculate what night that is. Who you cares? guys know? Two weeks. Uh, two weeks from Saturday. Uh, that's yeah. at the. Uh, no. Is it fourteenth of Wednesday? Oh wait a minute! This is in Anchorage. We're not in Anchorage. Are we? I don't know. No. Uh, so screw that. Uh, February 7th, however, they will be in Sacramento at the uh, Memorial Auditorium. That's correct. And uh, what about more dates for us to plug in other parts of the country? I don't know. I, I'm going to Europe, actually. Yeah, the 7th at the Memorial Auditorium. That, that's yeah. been uh, out of commission for at least, what, how many years? 10, 12 years? You yeah, know, it's, it's a beautiful old brick old building. That... They don't care. They're just talking about penis pumping and oh, stuff. Oh, that's right. So just, yeah. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think Rat was the last band to play there, as a matter of fact. Yeah, right. Probably something like hey, that. And uh, just concluded a 10-minute conversation with our, our, our crit critic. Uh, how'd that go, Ann? Look at that push. The woman that called in and complained to the station? Yes, yes. Yes. What did she say? <laughs> she hates us. All right. She's but... very concerned about what we broadcast on the air. Okay. And mm -hmm. I, I'm sure she's open to a healthy debate. Yeah, she no. has a lot to talk <laughs> about. No, she's not. She doesn't want to talk to you. She wouldn't come on the air. She doesn't want to talk to either one of you, period. All right. All right. Well, well I... she talked to me, somebody from Cake. <laughs> Let me call her back and ask her. Yeah, well, yeah because I, I could probably be act as an intermediary between yeah. the two forces. You could be like the Kissinger on Love Line. I think I could. You could act as a bit of a buffer, a liaison between uh, the harsh reality of Drew and myself. And you could say, what I think the boys are trying to say is... and. <laughs> All right, so uh, Cake's doing great. Fashion Nuggets, the name of the uh, current CD, the second CD, and we'll... Uh, why don't we hear something off that? Why don't we hear the distance, just so everyone knows uh, who's uh, li listening can go, ah, cake, ah, the distance, ah, that band. I knew I liked them. I love that song. You have it, uh, Engineer Mike? No. no. Oh, yeah, he had our new single, I think. Oh, he did? Now yeah. he's ready. Okay. You ready? Okay, get yeah, well, the penis pump. Let's hear the distance, and then we'll hear the uh, new single uh, later on in the show. Here's cake. At the starting line. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes, the flags go up.
distance from cake off a of fashion nugget if you don't already have it please go out and get it if you already have it uh get another one and i don't care what you do with it burn it whatever but just keep buying the stuff send it to the lady that doesn't like this show <laughs> right what's her address we were just talking uh off the air uh john and vince and myself about uh you know how a lot of people hear this show and they think it's pretty pretty crass and and and, and uh offensive at times and we we're saying listen we're trying to talk to people who aren't going to listen to any other kind of show. And if you want to get that message across to those people, you have to do their kind of show. And uh, I made the example, which was which uh, I thought is uh, a fitting one, which is uh, it's like uh, Drew and I are a couple of undercover narcs, and uh, we got to go in and make a big drug bust. So once in a while, you got to do a little heroin with the junkies just so they know you're in. And then once you're in, you bust out the cuffs and the mace. Right. <laughs> so are you making some sort of uh, I don't know veiled uh, encouragement? <laughs> Undercover of, uh, narcotics? Yes. Rough sex or something? <laughs> you, you see right through me, don't yeah. you? <laughs> You're sharing all the information that you learned in the men's room. Right. Mm. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of the men's room, I'm going now. Uh, we'll be back with Cake. Now the Loveline Weather Report for the nation. Mostly neurotic throughout the southwest. There'll be some scattered indiscretions around the Great Salt Lake. Loveline phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Loveline will be right back. So you've got a couple of minutes to go catch something. For the first time ever, Ring of Honor goes live on pay-per-view featuring the World Heavyweight Championship bout as unbreakable Michael Elgin challenges the reigning champion Adam Cole. Plus, the top-ranked team of Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazaria take on ROH World Champions Red Dragon. Experience Ring of Honor best in the world. The best. The best. The best in the world. Ring of Honor best in the world. Live Sunday, June 22nd. Hey, this is Bernie Brenner, the co-founder of TrueCar.com, and I'm inviting you to download my new podcast, Extreme Biz Dev. Each week, we're going to look at the new deals that just happened. We're going to talk to great CEOs and heads of biz dev that I respect. Then we're going to talk about things that just piss me off. And of course, no Extreme Biz Dev podcast could finish without giving you the tip of the week. So download and listen to Extreme Biz Dev with Bernie Brenner, which is available every week on PodcastOne.com. That's PodcastOne.com. Angela. Shark Scott. And we're the World Colonials, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. And get a life. <laughs> <laughs> Having a good time, those wild colonials. I like those wild colonials. Nice people and uh, good musicians. They're so wild. They're wild and yeah. uh, they're not really colonials. Uh, well, they are in their uh, home uh, country of uh, where are they uh, Ireland? They were scattered around, actually. Only one was Scottish, I think. Oh, okay. All right, the troublemaker, yeah. the drunk. All right, uh, we're here with uh, Cake. Uh, it would be John and Vince, and uh, they have a CD out called Fashion Nugget. 
and they're going to be at the El Rey Theater tomorrow night, but you can't go. And we don't even have any, and it's not, I'm not a te- this is not a tease. We don't have tickets for passes for the first uh, call or anything like that. You're not going. Go away. <laughs> you can listen we to them. We don't like you. You can uh, hear their next uh, single when we play it later, but you probably can't go see them at the El Rey Theater uh, tomorrow night unless you're ready to put out sexually. Uh, Speaking of which, we have a kind of interesting what? discussion uh, here before you broke in. Yes. With the radio show. Right. About the anthropologic behavior of humans in uh, other cultures. A pretty heady group, this cake, I must say. A lot of education. Just because uh, he used the word anthropological but, doesn't but, mean but, it's heady. But he was saying that, you know, how, how people are uptight about their about sexuality in this culture. And I, I was saying it's a good thing because it allows society to function. And he brought up the point that some cultures don't do that. Well, some, some I mean, there, there's a tribe in Borneo that, uh, um, you know, they, they all live in a long house, which is basically this long uh, structure made of straw. And it's, you know with thin walls in between the families and when the sun goes down everyone goes to bed and when everyone goes to bed you know people do what people do when they go to bed and uncles cheer each other on and uh you know it's uh it's are people having sex with their own family no 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 they're they're having sex with their wives or you know whoever um but it's a public it's a public event there are people around that know them that uh that are are enthusiastic about what they're doing and they're not trying to hide what they're doing the kids are uh, yeah it's i mean the kids here yeah of course the kids are they're all in one room it's a it happens and it's uh you know (laughs) and anyway they they (laughs) wanted to get some american television over there or something (laughs) they um they they offered uh my anthropology professor they offered him a uh, uh, to to add a, a section on for him to live with them too, and his wife was going to be flying in, and he said, "No, I don't think my wife's going to go for this." So they built him a separate hut, and um, and so the, <laughs> they could have sex in peace. But uh, but the thing is, I I was thinking that maybe our you know sort of Western culture needs all the 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 perversion. Uh, and all the the feeling of badness at- attached to sexuality, so that uh, I think a lot of people wouldn't be turned on unless they felt like um, that it was some um, something sort of. Yeah, it's you know. uh, spank me. I'm naughty. I'm dirty. Right. There's uh, my theory uh, with sex, and and as it pertains to younger people, it's the same as my theory with drugs, as it pertains to younger people, which is when you're 15 or whatever, you rebel. I mean, when you're a teenager, you automatically rebel. It's it's um, it's a hormonal thing. You can't help it. If there's a sign at the museum that says "Do not touch," you touch. If it said uh, "Please touch," you probably would uh, thumb your nose at it. And when we say to people, "Don't do this drug," "Don't try that," "Don't have sex," "Don't masturbate," or "Don't whatever it is," we tell them not to do. That makes it real exciting and alluring, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, and because- and. They think they have to grow. They have to individuate. You know, right. They have to become individuals with these right. interesting but there's, there's activities a balance. that they've done all on their own. There's a balance to strike. So if you really try to hold your kid down, they just they climb out the window and screw everyone in the neighborhood. That's this, the thing. I say leave, leave the window open a crack <laughs> so they can just like get out and hump the neighbor. That would be my compromise. One neighbor as opposed to the whole neighborhood. Right. Yeah. And perhaps the dog if uh, it's chained up in the back. Amy. Hello? 16. You're on Love Line with Kate. Hi, guys. Hey. Um, my problem is, is my boyfriend is living with a foster family. And in this family, there it consists of quite a few teenagers. Um, one of the girls in the family, who he considers his quote-unquote sister, is or was a friend of mine. 
Um, How long have they been brother and sister? They've he's been living there for about four months. Okay, so they, before that though they were just oh, but they knew each other acquaintances. They, yeah. Now they're sisters. Now the brother and sister. Yeah, pretty much. Um, him and his sister either hate each other or they really, really <clears throat> get along. Well, last night she got a little too friendly with him. Um, they were they all sleep in the living room quite often, <clears throat> and she started to poke him, or rather, try to give him a hand job. Um, <laughs> how, how'd you find out about this? He told me. Alarm went off in his pants. And <laughs> tried to give him one. What? Tried to give him one? Tried to give him one. When he realized that he wasn't dreaming. Oh, all right, this is his. Oh, okay, he told you. I see. Yes, he I would, see. He told me. Right, was, right. She slipped him a couple of roofies in the uh, Bosco before they went to bed that night. When he realized what went on, he was indignant and outraged. Oh. Right. He's it's not telling you the part about the orgasm. Um, no, he didn't get that far. All right. Um, okay. That's further than I've gone with him, okay? I mean, so it's kind of. Um, Talking to me? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it is. Now, listen, your, your your boyfriend comes from a pretty disturbed family history. How do you right? know? He lives in a foster home. Well, well you see, all right. okay, he, con- he has <laughs> All right, wise ass. He has contact with his mother, but him and his mother and... His, his parents died in, like, a, a dirigible accident or yeah, something. They were rich, affluent people don't, going to Europe. But don't, don't minimize this. I mean, it, this is a tough situation that, that he he's going to have difficulty maintaining boundaries in relationships. And and here he is, you know, an acquaintance of his suddenly becomes his foster sister, and they're mm-hmm. sleeping in the same room, and the boundaries are poorly maintained in this family. Everybody sleeps in the same room in the living room. Well, that's I mean, just the kids he, just do. But listen, no, 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 no. Well, it's just the kids, Drew. Yeah, no, no. It's not It's not like they all live in one room house yeah, or anything. But, it's not but, like put like a pedophile clown in there with them or anything. It's just a bunch of kids. They're, they're bunch not, of teenagers. They're not proper. This is a sex party, what's going no, on in this not, living room. No, I'm, it's not. No, listen, actually... See, the problem is, okay, there's more to this, all right? Um, he put a quick stop to it, and he can't, he, oh, he did, once he realized, he was like, um, no. Once he, he realized, yeah. He, well, he, did, he thought he was dreaming at first. He right. can't ta- tell her mother. I thought I was dreaming last time I got one, too. <laughs> he can't tell her mother because he's afraid he'll get kicked out of the house. Um, he doesn't know how to act around her, say anything, and I'm, I, she was my friend, and I am mad beyond belief. I mean, I could rip her head off and... <laughs> All right, it's between him and her. But... He, listen, listen to me, Amy. He's uncomfortable around me, L- Listen, listen. He's uncomfortable around you? Yes. He's oh. uncomfortable around anybody. Yeah, because, because he's... he's... a very flirtatious person, but and now... Amy, he's got this bizarre like... relationship going, and he's... He's he... very flirtatious, yet when he found out what was going on, he immediately put a halt to it. He thought he was dreaming. It, look, there's a lot of holes. Uh, this guy's uh, story's worse than OJ's. Oh, no, no, no. Believe me. He's extremely trustworthy. Amy, we have, Amy, we have Amy. A really well, open... what about the flirtatious part, then? Oh, but see, I am, too. Okay. We both are. All right, I'm hanging up. That's no, a hard no. boundary for a guy to put up. Right. If he's getting, you know, uh, hand jobs, you can't put up a wall, you know, say, hey, this is my space. You know, yeah. I'm going to sit on this part of the sofa, and uh, there will be none of that it's energy a, over a, here. A hand job How wall. How can you, you know? Yes, we need some sort of a hand yeah. job barrier. But why in his case, you know, that's the thing. Well, maybe because he cares about her. I don't know. You know, maybe right. he doesn't want random hand jobs if he's... Seeing really her kind exclusively. Of a, it's kind of a mess, and it's, yeah. kind of, it's kind of sad. It All sounds right. like it's going to be more of a mess unless they really deal with it themselves, if they go to someone else, and it's going to right. explode. Right. It's between, I, listen, or, he's a guy. It's not like she's going to kick his ass or anything. He needs to say to his, his um, foster, uh, what is it, his foster? Step-sister. No, it's foster not step-foster sister. Foster sister. Listen, uh, I appreciate the gesture. 
You, you never want to dissuade anyone. You don't want to come down too hard on someone who's trying. I don't care if it's a cop who tries to give you the hand job. You don't want to dissuade them too much. But you say, listen, I appreciate the gesture. I don't want to get thrown out. You don't want to get thrown out. I have a girlfriend. Let's just uh, keep it at this. I'm not going to say anything. You don't say anything. But if you try it again, I will say something. But, I mean, it's pretty complicated. Pro- yeah. the, I think that the, that the girl who, who, give him, who gave him the hand job is probably, um, you know, using sex as a means of... Uh, uh, bolstering her self esteem yeah. or whatever, you know. But she doesn't care that you're her friend, yeah. um, so yeah. she's that's, willing. To, that's the, she, the more difficult issue. Is that Amy is involved with people who are disturbed, who are going to have a lot of trouble with relationships, yeah. both her friend, right. so to speak, and her boyfriend. She is going to learn the hard way about yeah. how difficult it can be. And they're all living in the living room together. Maintain a relationship <laughs> with people who've had very disturbed families. Get somebody healthy. Stephanie, twenty-four. You're on Love Line with Cake. Hi, um, I'm I'm married. Mm-hmm. And me and my husband, um, we, you know, did the sex with another woman. Um, you had a threesome. Yes. Uh-huh. The problem is that ever since then, I, uh, I'm really attracted to women. And All right. Hold on, Stephanie. we got to go to break. But this is uh, titillating, to say the least. Not titillating. It's just, it's just it's a billboard for... For it's my, at least crotchulating if no, it's not it's the titillating. Billboard, you know, for why people jeans. why people shouldn't have threesomes, why people shouldn't screw around with their committed relationships. That the outcome is totally unanticipated, typically, and most relationships don't survive this kind of crap. All right, uh, Drew is uh, completely and this, off and the mark. And this is aside from what our culture thinks. It's just a, <laughs> a pragmatic yeah. reality. Don't point at the guests, please. It's, they're, they're <laughs> the culture wants stars. to see a twelve-month calendar. <laughs> well, uh, the, the, I thought you were going to say it's a billboard for guest genes, because like our culture has very different uh, impulses uh, pulling opposite directions. That's All right. right. We, listen, we got to go to break. Perhaps uh, when we come back, John will uh, pull up another anecdote about a sociology professor <laughs> staying in uh, Cancun or something. <laughs> and we'll tackle this hard-hitting question after this. Hold a quick check of the NFL scoreboard. Wow, what the hell are they on about tonight? Well, I have no idea what they're on. 1-800-LOVE-191. That line will be right back. This Let's face it, going to Costco or Sam's Club can be really kind of a frustrating experience. Long lines, giant carts banging into you, big crowds, impossible to find a parking spot, and can be certainly a big time waster. Well, now fortunately, Boxed.com helps alleviate these issues. Boxed.com allows you to do all your wholesale shopping on your mobile device. No membership fees, and all the shipping is free for orders over $60. Boxed.com has hundreds of products similar to Costco and Sam's Club, do you want to save yourself from the embarrassment of buying large quantities of, say, TP in public? Well, now Box.com is here to help you, and it will deliver hundreds of bulk-sized products right to your door, and again, for free for orders over $60. So just sit back, relax, and shop at your leisure online or on your mobile device. We'll notify you when your orders ship and when they're delivered. Stop paying retail and save yourself the headache and backache. With Box.com, we bring the Big Box Club experience to you. Save time, gas, and membership fees with Box Wholesale, the Big Box Club in your pocket. So get on your mobile device, visit Box.com, and enter promo code ADAM on the checkout screen for your 15% discount. Our guest, Cake, the CD Fashion Nugget. John and Vince are in here from Cake, just talking to Vince about the horn, because uh, as uh, many of you may or may not know, I 
Oh, I played a little trumpet, too. Huh? I think we ought to get you to do it on a television show. No, Drew. Yes. Yes. Uh, I've, I played the sax in here with uh, Big John Popper from Blues Traveler and just uh, well, surprised the hell. Made uh, many a convert wow. out of the Loveline listeners who thought I was uh, so much clay sitting here in front of the microphone. They didn't realize I had skills. But my dad played the flugelhorn, You're much kidding. like uh, Chuck Mangione. That's what he played. Yeah. And uh, he played professionally for a little while, and uh, I played, like, beginning band when I was in seventh Sax grade. Tenor saxophone? Yeah. Uh, I played a little sax and uh, the trumpet That's as well. Trumpet. And uh, I was just... One time, uh, the two things that reminded me, because you're talking about keeping the lip in shape and yeah. uh, just pulling out the mouthpiece and, you know, keeping yeah. it going. yeah. And one time, I did two things with my dad's mouthpiece when I was in, uh, uh, I guess, junior high. That sort of uh, reminded me of the mouthpiece. Oh, uh, one time, I decided to hold it out of the window of my dad's uh, Volkswagen Bug to see if I could get a whistling sound, and then, of course, dropped it oh. and had it, like, <laughs> shoot out sparks. And my oh. dad, uh, being the cheap son of a bitch he was, went back and got the thing yeah. and, uh, and played it with a busted-up mouthpiece for, oh, uh, for a number of years. Sand it How down much does the mouthpiece cost? Oh, they go for you know, $25 to $40. These oh, days, not that cheap. You know. Yeah, we're talking about 1974, so this is... Uh, okay, what was the other thing? I bought a house. The other one is I tried to smoke pot out of it once. <laughs> 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 Two, I, like, took the mouthpiece and, uh, like, uh, shoved, like, a joint in the end of it. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. This is one of these bad ideas you have as a teenager. Let's pull Dad's mouthpiece uh, off his trumpet. I'll go in the room. I'll see if I can try to, like, uh, make some sort of a makeshift hookah pipe out of it. And then I'll forget to put it back. <laughs> and there's just resin all over it. And your dad right. used it and got stoned and didn't Dad uh, quickly uh, fashioned a scraper out of a coat hanger and had a nice buzz going uh, <laughs> for the entire week. No, he just found this uh, resin-filled uh, mouthpiece. Where it's uh, like, like he wasn't going to notice the mouthpiece that the trumpet was missing. Yeah, he just thought it had tarnished. All right, so, uh, again, another bad... Well, Decision made by a teenager. Uh, Stephanie, 24, you're on Loveline with Kate. Hi. Hey. Um, so, I already told you before, right? <laughs> what happened? Right. All right, you had the threesome. And I go on my usual tirade about this. All right, I, but I'm almost bored with myself. Good. Well, because we know we are. Well, uh, <laughs> the only thing is that. Um, Unless there's pictures. I don't know what to, uh, how to approach. To do this right. again. No, uh, wait, wait, I want to get some of the particulars of the threesome first, just uh, because um, journalistically. There's um, a real betting opportunity here, Adam. Oh, there is? Oh, yeah. For uh, abuse or what have you? Something. All right. Hold on, Stephanie. Okay. The doc wants to do some gambling on your past. Okay. We're, we're spinning uh, the roulette uh, wheel of Stephanie. Hold on. All right. Now think about your childhood. <laughs> yes. All right. Tonight's an unfair advantage because we actually have guests with an education. Usually we just get a you know a bunch of drunken rock stars or uh, you know uh, stoned out TV stars or something. But you, know, you guys yeah. actually have formal education with the anthropology right. We can still and be very uncautious. Uh, though. Oh, good. Know, yeah. good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Everyone get a dollar out. So everyone have a dollar. Okay. I don't know. Let's see here. Will the record company uh, help me pay? You can write it off <laughs> if yeah. you lose it. Oh, we're not going to do that folding trick, are we? With George at his mouth? No. Won't, no. You won't make us do that. We did the one again. where I stuff it in my briefs and you guys fish it out of your teeth. <laughs> yeah. okay. Are you putting a dollar here? Go yeah, ahead. everyone get a dollar. Okay. Yeah, All right. Uh, Drew, uh, you want to speculate on Stephanie's facts. Stephanie has... Stephanie would be a good candidate for uh, somebody who had something similar to, say, Amy's boyfriend's foster sister. That, that sort of pattern. Some sort of sexual abuse. No, uh, just just real poor boundaries in a, in a dysfunctional family. All right, but that's pretty broad. It is Can pretty you broad. be I, a little I, more specific uh, for the for the for the betting? 
Oh, oh, please. Um, Come so on. There's an assumption. The, the assumption is that a dyad, just two Parents people are... having sex is the normal way. And if it's three way, then there's no way that everyone's going to fulfill everyone's emotional needs within that threesome. It's so just, you shouldn't okay. have sex that way. Either. It, it, That's just true. Theory, but... it just it, empirically as a, as a matter of fact. A committed relationship rarely survives this. All right, but spit out, not impossibly, right. but rarely. Can and we, the people uh, that engage in this usually have poor, poor boundaries. Right, let's poor, gamble. And, Please. Uh, right, uh, terribly young parents. Uh, Her parents were young. Yeah, young, young. Um, Please, George, it's a goddamn dollar. <laughs> Would you just spit something <laughs> out? Like, say something intelligent <laughs> about this. I, uh, uh, I'm moving on to the, I'm moving on to John. Huge you, family system, like, like a bunch of kids in the family. A lot like, of kids, like, like cousins live in the. Family. No, a lot so of people live there. She other, may be, other than uh, may be one of the uh, councils or the king and family. Or, it's every right. right? Is this a different okay, person a than the ones whose okay. friend did the hand yes. job and yes, all that? This, this is been... Okay, Vince. Vince, I'm it's taking all your dollar. Some people person. have all the fun. Vince, it's all the same person. All right, John, what is your... So you say big family. Big family, young parents. Horrible. Go ahead. I, I don't know. I, I I think that there probably... Uh, there may, may have been some abuse, but uh, maybe... It's Sexual also, or physical? Uh, uh, physical. Uh, uh, I don't know. Go for okay, it. okay, I'll go for physical. But the, physical. What I'm, but, right. I'm, but I'm, what I'm also thinking is maybe she's uh, um, has some... some uh, some attraction towards women, you know, just anyway, you know. Right, that's but not no, the issue. That's not the no issue. hedging. Yeah, We're yeah, talking whether, about the past. Yeah, whether she is or is not a uh, lesbian, what's the problem with her sexual orientation uh, is not so much the issue. And by the way, my ego, she, well, she, yeah, had, she, she, had, maybe, she had a physical experience with a woman when she was 12. Okay, so, let uh, me say yeah. this. She could have just wanted to give her boyfriend a power trip, too. All right, but we're talking. But you have to do that in order to uh, bolster the male ego. Let me take control of the show for just one second. First, let me say this: I could have flown to Vegas and put uh, fifty bucks down on the Packers, and the time it's taking us to get this goddamn bet out. Now, Drew, you're going with the big family and the twelve-year-old, twelve-year-old encounter with a female. John, don't say a word. You're going with uh, physical abuse, not sexual abuse. Physical abuse. Vince, assign the assign the, the bets. Uh, responsibility in action, but it's not physical abuse. We're talking about her past. Oh, okay. But and believe she's going to be an old woman by the time we get back. <laughs> what happened in her past? Her upbringing. Oh, okay, what happened in her past? Uh, she had two healthy, open-minded parents with maybe not very good ideas about. Uh, okay, boundaries. no boundaries. Hippie parents. Hippie parents yeah. All right, I'm going uh, with. Some form of sexual abuse. Okay. All right? Yeah. All right. We're all set. Uh, the hell? Was it Stephanie? Uh-huh. All right, Stephanie, uh, tell us about your past. My parents? Your yes, your, okay. Your, your childhood. Um, let's see. Um, when I was three, they got divorced, and my mom got remarried pretty much immediately after that. Mm-hmm. And she had two more children, and I, I was, like, the youngest of three at the time. And she had two more, so I was like the middle. Okay, three kids all together? No, five. five. Oh, five true. Girls. Son of a bitch. Five girls. Two oh. older, two younger. I'm the middle. All right. Any sexual abuse? No. Are you sure? Yeah. How, how old Come were you, on. How old were you your first sexual encounter? Um, I was 18. No. True, you're losing now. You lost a quarter on that one. All right. Uh, any physical abuse? Um, no. Uh, how about the parents? Uh, liberal, open-minded, hippie types? Um, no, not really. They how, never talked about sex uh, at all. How, how, how old are your parents now? How old were my parents when I was born, or how yeah, old are they now? When you were born. Um... Uh, 23. My father's probably about 25. All right. Sorry, Drew. That does not by 
by today's standards or yesterday's standards, that is not considered a young family. You're digging a grave, Drew. I'm going to take $2 let's back. Let's just okay. leave it in the pot. We'll leave it in the pot. Yeah. All right, Stephanie, uh-huh. let me ask some relevant questions about today, or at least whenever you had the threesome. Okay. It's been like three or four months ago. Uh-huh. Did your husband uh, have sex with you and with this woman, or did he just watch you two having sex? Actually, he um, tried, but then he ended up watching because he said he was, like, amazed at the whole ordeal going on because i guess he didn't think i was going to go through with it when it happened so right okay so and and you ended up enjoying the sex with this woman yeah. who was who was this woman um i met her through a personal ad okay so you know she's smart and you guys had a physical encounter you end up really enjoying it mm-hmm. and now you think you may be bisexual or yeah. you're going all the way yeah. to lesbian because oh, i love my husband right and i mean i'm really attracted to him but i feel unattracted to women too but i just don't know how to approach a woman is this something you'd always thought about and never had acted on or is this the first inclination um i or thought inkling? about it before but i guess i really never thought about it in that way i always found women attractive but i never really thought i would ever do that um, okay do you have kids two. Oh, okay no. stephanie yeah. please think of your kids all right mm-hmm. on behalf of your kids recommit to your husband don't start including other people in your relationship it, 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 it may be fun if you are 24 and unmarried, it's not a bad idea. It's not a terrible thing. But you have kids, and that's your priority. A stable family system is the essential element here. You start bringing other people into the relationship, this this marriage is going to be in jeopardy. All right, Vince. It, it's saying no. So you're saying, like, no sex for recreation. She did include her husband in this, and maybe he doesn't feel quite right about it. Maybe he felt really even lonely and left out when it was going on. But maybe she just, if she's going to do this, she needs a sexual recreation she needs to pay the person that's coming in to have sex. Right, but her jungle gym is in her man's shorts, is what Drew is saying. That's well, where the rec wait, room is. Wait a second. Do you, you're, you, you're in love with your husband, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, so you're supposed to qualify. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Why not? What kind of thing? It's a qualified yes, Stephanie. Yeah. Why, I mean, did you, how, why did you get married? Huh? Why did you get married? Why did I get married? Yeah. Well, because I loved him. All right, yeah. Drew, maybe they're so incredibly sane and secure with their own sexuality that they're allowed to explore their own fantasies without doing damage. The thing is mm. that we both enjoyed it immensely. Right. And it was just, you know, it was almost like, I don't want to put it in this terms, but it was almost like she was like a, a toy or something. Right. Okay, you know that's very saying? interesting. Yeah, but how excited is he going to be when you quit your job and start following the LPGA tour? <laughs> I don't have a job. I'm a housewife. All right. Good. Best to stay away from uh, workers. All right. So, it works the, for them. I'm not sure what the problem is. I'm, I'm not sure either. There's been no abuse in the past, Drew. Um, you're absolutely uh, unequivocally wrong on this one. I didn't say abuse. All right. You're just you just wrong. You said abuse. I was right. I had the big family. Right, you're wrong. We're moving on. Wrong. Listen, where's the pot, smart I, guy? fine, okay? See you later. <laughs> Greg, 30, you're on Love Line with Cake. Evening cake, evening guys. Hey, hello. Um, last girlfriend I had, who we broke up with in 93, has approached me through, uh, let's just say, mutual acquaintances at a place I occasionally frequent. And uh, What are you, a cop? <laughs> <laughs> are you reading your notes? No. Um, but, and has... Um, had the perp blown you before? Or? Broke, sorry? Okay, go she ahead. got married after we broke up. Apparently, the her wonderful choice her courtship of nine weeks guy she married has already stepped out on her and according to well you know when when i talk to people who talk to her touch with me right i don't want anything to do with her all right 
They don't stand to that call. Do not. We, we support that. <laughs> and we absolutely support your right not to get back in touch with people you don't want to get back in touch with. Now, even the, even the long huts in Borneo, <laughs> I bet, did not have threesomes and things like that. They, but they probably were obsequious boundaries. They had to to keep the relationship stable. Yeah, I think uh, community is important there. Yeah. All right, we will uh, continue. I'm, I'm gonna be obsessing about this all night. All right, and Drew, you really went through the uh, thesaurus before you came in tonight. My right. God, I, I've only understand every fifth word that comes out of your mouth, and that's just the connecting ones like if and and. All right, when we come back, uh, more uh, more heady conversation with Cake and uh, the always wrong Doctor Drew. Your mission is to snack smarter, get in shape for the summer, of course, and the enemy is the vending machine. It's easy to talk tough about eating right, but when you're starving at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, you're lightheaded, the evil vending machine is calling to you. Do not give in. Keep your eye on looking and feeling great all summer and head over to naturebox.com. Naturebox sends great tasting snacks right to your door, and they are great for you as well. Healthy snacks, PB&J, granola, pistachio power clusters, baked sweet potato fries, all with zero trans fat, zero high fructose corn syrup, and nothing artificial. And with free shipping anywhere in the U.S., NatureBox is busting up the vending machine monopoly on your midday hunger. Try NatureBox right now. Get 50% off your first box by going to naturebox.com slash podcast. That is naturebox.com slash podcast. Summer is here. It's time to snack smarter. And, of course, you all should be paying attention to our health. Stay full. Stay strong. Go to naturebox.com slash podcast. That is naturebox.com forward slash podcast. All right, bro, you mind if we do the show around you? Phone numbers, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. We're here with John and Vince from Cake. Everyone's getting a little punchy at this point in the show. It's, I just went in there and told Engineer Mike, hey, it's real hot in there. Could you turn the air up? And he goes, well, you guys got the lights on. <laughs> well, they got, what do you have your choice, between <laughs> adequate lighting and air circulation? Didn't someone figure that in, Engineer Mike, when they designed the heating uh, HVAC system? It in also here? implies we've never had the lights yeah. on here before. Yeah, we rarely, we, we <laughs> you got the lights on. <laughs> All right. Uh, when we come back, uh, we'll talk to Cake, and, uh, and we're going to hear something else uh, off the Fashion Nugget CD in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. All right. Uh, John and Vince from Cake, uh, Dr. Drew from uh, Pasadena, and uh, Adam Carolla from North Hollywood. And um, we're going to move on. Please. All right, uh, Engineer Mike, do you have, uh, what's wow. the next song we're going to hear? The, the single. Are you talking to Mike? Oh, are you I, talking to... Yeah, I'm, uh, no, no, oh, I'm talking to you. Yeah, well, um, I think, um, why not hear our, our next single? All right, is well, it I Will Survive? It's Yeah, it's, it's an old song, uh, we're not playing it as a joke, it's a, it's a well-written song, it's about uh, uh, rising up like a phoenix out of the ashes of it, your uh, failed relationships. First, I was alone. I was yeah, I was scared, petrified I was scared, or scared. Yeah, scared uh, to be. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So well, I know. Feeling... Just because it, just because it had a disco riff to it doesn't right. mean everything that was done with a disco beat is is that much schlock. That's right. And yeah, it's, it's it way... probably is, but yeah. in this case, we'll make an exception. It's a good song. It's okay. A, yeah. Well, with all that set up, why don't we just uh, hear uh, from Cake? I will survive. At first, I was afraid. I was. Bad. 
will survive off of uh, Fashion Nugget by Cake. That would be uh, Vince blowing away on yeah. the horn. That's one of the gems of the disco era. All the all the f- cultural froth around the the uh, disco arena has been hosed away, and those nice <laughs> gems are left underneath it all. all right, hold on, let me get a steno pad out. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I uh, I like that song. It's a real cool version, and I I liked it the first time around. But this is uh, a uniquely cake version. You guys have uh, rubbed your frosting all over this one, and uh, it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca. 21, you're on Loveline with Cake. Hi, can I ask uh, Adam a question first? Yes. Okay, um, I was wondering, um, do you re- would you prefer for people to be uh, religious wackos and uh, not be uh, outspreading disease and um, making babies and whatnot? Uh, I would prefer that everyone be religious wackos, provided they weren't gun-toting, um, abortion clinic bombing, uh, uh, pedophile religious wackos. Wow. Those okay, are the ones that are okay. And if you're going to be a religious wacko, you have to make sure your kids go along on the, uh, wackathon train. Because if they don't, they will snap and go out and do the, uh, uh the sinning, as it were, yeah, the, uh, Rebecca. It, when you create a binary environment for your children, um... They do one wrong thing and they think they're going to hell. And it's talking about home computers or something. Yeah. Or wow. No binary in terms of like uh, just one thing or the other, and uh, it's right. either black hell or, or heaven, black or white. We're all. I mean, Americans are descendants of Puritan uh, sort of religious zealots who were kicked out of uh, normal countries, and we're we're just still in that sort of binary mode, and we apply it to so many different things. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of kids, when they're you know religious zealot parents, they. Uh, it, it, they do. Uh, they drink a beer and then they go, oh, well, what the hell? I'm going to hell anyway. I might as well just go ahead and uh, drink a cake. And well, who knows? As, as a pragmatic reality, though, the the lack of religious zealotry in our culture has correlated with a, a substantial decay. Uh, historically, yeah, decay- I don't know that religion has kept anyone in line. Oh yes, yes. Well, yes. I agree with what you're saying. I know what you're saying. There's a lot of that out there. Well, Rebecca, what what what's your point? I don't mind killing in the name of the Lord. Don't get me wrong. Well, uh, my point. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, I just want to say that um, not all religions are that way. No. The Jews uh, are the smart ones. They right. take care of their family and then mm-hmm. they eat. Buddhism is pretty good. Buddhism's cool, a good one, too. Yeah. Buddhism's brilliant, this uh, Buddhism. Nam, yo, renge, kyo. You want something? You sit in front of your gohanza and you <laughs> chant till you're blue in the face and eventually it shows up. Well, that's uh, that's American style Buddhism, I think. Uh, it's a little different. Uh, and places are a little less materialistic, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, call me crazy, but I think it's a little different in different places. They're not chanting for cars They're or VCRs or cars. anything. No, it's weird. All right, then it's a ridiculous I, religion. <laughs> Unless you can get like a stack washer dryer out of it, forget it. Yeah. All right, all right, yes, I, I, wish the, I wish this entire planet was either uh, uh, Buddhist Jews. That's what I wish, the entire planet, except for me. Yeah. And then I could just go ahead and you know, set my own religious boundaries and sin as I want. Rebecca, what, go ahead, what's your point? Uh, oh, I just was curious to know. Are, are you, are you uh, very much involved in religion? Uh, yeah, I am. Which one? Um, well, actually, I'm just, uh, I was raised Catholic, but uh, I'm like non-denominational Christian now. You're just, you just uh, strongly, believe in God strongly and... And, uh, That's good. Good. Yeah. I hope it keeps you in line. Uh, okay. Human, humans need religion. I mean, that's the empiric fact. No, they don't. Well, uh, non-thinking, I'm sorry. Non-thinking I'm sorry. humans no, need no, no, religion. No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, humans 
derive great benefit from religion. Or what, I mean, religion is kind of the. Well, if, I if you know. have a good moral compass, you don't need uh, to read a scripture well, you, to tell you, what, tell you uh, about your neighbor and Ham and Abraham Wait, and all the rest of that. Let me just say once some some simple place, uh, but profound place in people's life that it serves a very useful function. As an internist, I deal with dying people all the time. Wow, I, it's sad that you think that way. Hang, hang on, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, Rebecca. I'm just, I'm just trying to make a point to Adam. That that uh, people die all the time when you're in internal medicine. I mean, that's just sure you're killing them. No, you're not killing them. This is where they find you're the the final resting place. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, And the people that really deal with the dying process and illness and death the best are people that have strong religious beliefs. Right. They really do. They fooled themselves into thinking they're going somewhere where the streets are lined with gold, and that's going to make it okay instead of being buried at Forest Lawn. But it helps next to George Burns. Then I, I think pragmatically, whatever works. You know, I mean. It, who cares if it's true, if it makes you feel better while you're alive? Because when you're dead, who cares if right. you're wrong? All right, well, I mean, why not just take drugs and uh, think you're Jesus Christ while you're here on Earth? What's wrong with well, that, right? I, I think that... Um, because it does hurt you and end up hurting you in the long run. Right, re- religion can, can, I think, definitely serve a function. But Absolutely. It's, but it's, but it's, it's sort of like, um, the, like a, sort of a calcified exoskeleton of, of maybe spirituality or your own individual sense of, of, of ethical... Uh, uh, reality and and it's it is it's like kind of like it's a roadmap to the stars. But no, it's it's like it's like <laughs> you know this is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Really yeah, all six planets are tonight, tonight, yeah. yeah. All right, all right. We're, we're, this is, we're all uh, uh, well. You know that we're, we're right, like, Adam? We're like a Joseph Campbell, uh, the X generation, going on here. We're all going to hell with this uh, conversation. Too much coffee. Yeah. All right, Rebecca, did you have any final uh, thoughts? Uh, questions. Wow, Rebecca's way better off on her own, you know. Right. <laughs> Rebecca, yes. you got a question for us? No, no she's talk. Just wants to talk about spirituality. Uh, no, that's cool. Did you, All right. Do you have any questions? No, she doesn't. What, did you? No. What was the question? Oh, um. Oh, I forgot about all oh, that. Okay. She wanted to know if you liked religious zealots and freaks. All right. Now listen, I have. Uh, actually, I don't like religion. I really don't. I, well, I thought what's scary is Rebecca's going, oh, my God, oh, my God. And we and what our arguing was that religion was good. That's what our argument is. Not we're, that's yeah. what we're saying. That's not my argument. Good. I think and, it's and very if pragmatic. Rebecca, listen carefully and think about what you hear. Think. Use your head. If it keeps you in line, fine. But uh, it never stopped uh, anyone from doing anything evil, this religion. Hannah. Hi, guys. How you doing? 18. You're on Love Line with Cake. I got a question to say. Um, I was pretty violently raped about three years ago. And I was just wondering, I still have, I'm still, you know, I still have real bad nightmares and everything. They never caught this guy. Mm. You, and, were, you were 15 at the time? Yeah. Had you ever been victimized in any other way before that? No. Never? No. Never. Never been physically Well, she was violently raped. I understand. I'm just, I'm just trying to set the, the, the circumstance. Uh, Hannah. Yes. Without uh, reliving too much of the tragedy, were you, uh, like, in a park or something? Or is this someone you knew? Um, he was a friend of my, my old boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend at the time. Mm. And I had just met him that night, and I was waiting for my boyfriend to get off work, and we, we had gone driving around, and I had been drinking, and so on and so on, and I passed out and woke up, and all this stuff was going on, and, you know, I tried to fight back, whatever, whatever, and he kept just hitting me, and whatever. I'm not really sure where we were. All I remember is there were a lot of lights. And all right, stuff. how come they've never caught the guy? I, I really couldn't tell you. I mean, I know that he he'd escaped from jail before. He'd mm-hmm. been in jail before for... Who knows what this car is, theft is. and stuff like that. And oh. they he skipped country and they found him in Ecuador. And then all right, so he's right. not well, around. As long as he's uh, not on the continent. Yeah. yeah. So what's but, the, what's the problem now? I mean, 
Are well, you I just mean, having a hard time getting over it? or? Well, yeah, yeah, basically. And, you know, I mean, I just keep having these reoccurring nightmares, and I'm always worried to leave alone or be anywhere alone because sure. I'm, you know, I'm worried that he's, he's cause he, I mean, his family's here, his so, friends are Anna, here. Anna, have you had any treatment for this? Well, I was in counseling before this happened, and then I just continued after that. But, you know, did, I was did, never in You were in counseling before the rape? Right. I, I'm a bipolar manic depressive, so I was having a lot of counseling right. before and everything right. like right. that. So, so you, you were a reasonable victim for this guy. Oh, yeah. He, he knew that you were disabled in some way. Uh, l let me explain what Drew's um, getting at, which he got at, which he alluded to at the beginning of the call. And it sounds kind of uh, cruel, really, and it, and it almost, it, but, but I'll explain it. Drew has this theory, and it's more than a theory, it's a, it's a fact, that people that are victimized usually are victimized repeatedly. And a lot of the people that call in that say they were raped by their boyfriend or their boyfriend's uh, friend or whatever happened at age 15, something happened at age 5 or 6 or whatever to sort of lay the groundwork for the whole victim victimization thing. This doesn't make it your fault. No, it doesn't, it make, doesn't make him person. not a criminal. It, make, it makes him a, a, a keen criminal. He consents that he knew who the good victim was and he went for it. Right, I understand. Yeah. Right. Um, but, but Hannah, there is something called the post-traumatic stress disorder. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are, are they approaching your treatment from that perspective at all? No. I, actually, you, I haven't continued my treatment now well, for probably... Get back in. Are you off meds right now? Um, actually, I am, yeah. Okay. Th this, this may be, uh, to a large part, why you're having such persistent symptoms. And if you go back and see a psychiatrist and talk about these persistent panic attacks and agoraphobia, fear of going outside, bad dreams, irrational fears, which, which aren't so terribly irrational, unfortunately, in this case... Uh, there are things that they can do pharmacologically that can really help you with this. Let me Partic ask you something. Particularly since you're bipolar manic depressive, because that that delicate chemistry can really be All shut right. off. If his family is still here, uh, I believe we should do it like they do it in Borneo, where they lock the family up. Listen, if you're, if you're... Yes, right. I'm, I'm, I'm using a little artistic license here, but I'm going with yes. They put you in your own hut, and that's it. If your uh, kid is out, uh, you know, the predator, out hitting the streets, uh, getting women loaded and raping them, and then flees the country, fine. You get locked up. Your offspring. I want to have the approach in this country where it's like when your dog jumps over the fence and goes out and mauls some kid, who do they punish? They fine the owner. And when your kid is out raping, stealing cars, and robbing, and uh, perhaps murdering, I say they go to the parents and lock everyone and up, at least like they do in Borneo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, I'm glad you feel strong. But at least, you know, in, in Adam, in your, in your fascistic world, uh, at least pa parents should be required to show that they're diligently trying to contain and treat right. the sick offspring. Yes, yes. Chain them uh, to the radiator. Well, how do you get sick, though? You know, probably something to do with the parents. God knows. And, Drew, what is it with doctors? First, I thought it was agoraphobic or agoraphobia. Yeah. Why is it that doctors feel obliged to pronounce every important word their own special way so we think they're that much smarter? How do you say agoraphobic? What did I say? Agoraphobic. Oh, it's it's agoraphobic. But but I'll tell you what. When I when I was in medical school, there was a guy that pronounced skeletal, no skeletal, skeletal. Right. And nomenclature, nomenclature. Right. Right. Because they're getting 150 bucks an hour, and they better know words you don't, even if it's the ones you thought you knew. Yeah. It's a secret intelligence if you put the emphasis on a different syllable. Right. It's mm -hmm. like all these real estate words, you know, escrow and all that. You know, this sounds like a small animal or something. You know, <laughs> but it's a it's a real estate theory that uh, you better let real estate agents uh, just take care okay. of. It. All right, John, hit Vince. I, I, I can't reach him from here. <laughs> Brian, 22. Hi. He's been, he's been sucking on the trumpet too long. Yeah. Yes, uh, he's been on hold for 80 minutes. Thank you for pointing that out. Brian, what's your question? Um, I have a couple questions about um, 
masturbation. So uh, I like the way you pronounce that. <laughs> um, I have a. It's. I guess it's more directed toward Dr. Drew, but I figure Adam will have more uh, personal input on it. Go ahead, Brian. What's the question? Um, <laughs> how many times can a man, you know, uh, masturbate in a day? before he runs out. Well, let's ask Mr. Al. A one, a two, a three, three. All right, a little blow pop, you know, <laughs> for those of you who are old enough. Uh, how many times before uh, before the spigot different, runs different, dry? Different for yeah. different people. Some people maybe <laughs> one. And uh, if you do it too often, and I mean, just empty it. This is kind of a bet between me and a friend. If you just empty it... Right. Like a couple days. When you guys aren't working on uh, cancer. Yeah. When you're not working on the cure for uh, for AIDS. Right. Uh, 22. Yes. Yeah. Maybe right. there's better things. Brian, let, let, me ask you, question? let me ask you a question. Which junior college do you currently attend? I attend a full university. Really? They should toss your ass out immediately. <laughs> Brian, what's the question? Um, Got to settle this bet for me. If you um, can cause any kind of damage by, you know, overusing. I, I mean... Basically, no, but uh, in fact, yes. Uh, you can certainly uh, get things like Peyronie's-type syndromes. You can you can tear and rip the soft tissue if you're overly uh, aggressive with things. And there's peripheral damage uh, to the hamper, to the comforter, often to mom's broken heart. Uh, but that's There's a lot it, of victims uh, in I, masturbation, I, I, not I, just the penis, Brian. I, I think mean, that's it, the message we're trying to get across here tonight. All right, <laughs> screw this. This is a ridiculous right, call. Right. I think he knows the answer. You know, he knows. Don't you think how, so? Um, he's yeah. done some research. Oh yes, he's, is, he's is, got a whole lab going in his is, bedroom. What is going? Is this weird energy night? What is? This? It's funky it's, energy, it's, yeah. but it's, it's not like the, the dawning of the age of Aquarius. That's what's going on. Uh, Virginia. Hi. Hey. Hey, Doctor Drew. Seventeen. Thanks, you're on Love Line. Yeah. Um, I have a problem. See, yeah. I used to go out to Sky, and we broke up. We were stayed friends, so that was really great. I mean, he's one of my closest friends. He helped me through a lot of rough spots. But now he'll get, like, jealous if I don't spend so much time with him. He, I mean, he says that he only needs a little bit of time every day for me, but sometimes it's demanding, and I don't have much time to spend with him anymore. I mean, a big problem with us always was that he lived so, so far away. Was, now, is he a friend or a boyfriend? A friend. We're just friends. And he just has these needs to connect with you. Well, we, we did used to go out, but, I mean, we broke up, and we... All right, that's an ex-boyfriend, yeah. you goofball. Check him into some YMCA day programs. <laughs> How old is he? He uh, is 16. You need to help him create relationships that, that serve the same purpose for him with other people. He, he needs I, other connected, nurturing relationships. Drew's saying stunt vagina. Friends, no, 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 I, no, 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 I can no, no, read no. him. Oh, Adam, oh, wait yeah, a minute. Absolutely. Adam, wait, wait, wait. You're wait, saying wait, you need wait, to set him up so he can get laid. Wait, don't think like a guy for a second. Because humans have... Wait, hold on, let me remove my uh, nads, yeah, yeah, all right? Thank you. Does it right. always have to come down to sex? Right, that's the whole point. That's, that, that <laughs> I know what Drew's saying. That, that people have needs... He's still in love with her. Mm, but it may not be. It may be that he just has a specific kind of connection with her that is genuine and that he craves. And he could, in fact, that he can establish that suggests that he could establish with other people. All right. Also. I'm speaking metaphorically with the stunt vagina, but he needs a woman. He needs a girlfriend. He needs someone to caress. He's been dating other people. But, um, but not, the think, relationships must be not nearly as satisfying for him as yours. Do you think that he... Yeah, that he could say that he would never love anyone like he loved me. Yeah, he still harbors uh, warm feelings towards you, right? Yeah. I mean, like, maybe warmer than you have towards him. Yeah, but he says yeah, um, well, he says he still doesn't. He's not still in love with me. Yeah, well, maybe he's telling you what he what he thinks. You know, will keep would, things would going. Have you told him that it's too demanding, too much? I tried. 
guy, it's, it's just that he gets angry. Like, uh, we were supposed to get together for Martin Luther King Day and hang out, and I had to cancel plans because we live so far away, and I can't get in touch with him because um, I'm not driving right now. And Do you guys celebrate Martin Luther King Day like a... Two-person, like white-person marcher no, or something? No, no. All right, just you had the day off school. If you had the day All right. off school. Virginia, I'm going to speak to this guy. <laughs> yeah, someone needs to. Someone needs this to. This happened to a friend of mine, and she just clocked him, gave him a big black eye. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. All right, well, we don't advocate violence. No, no, that can't happen. That's what I'm saying. So intervention needs to happen. Adam. Right, and, and, I'm, and I'm just You're a man intervening. Yeah. All right, Virginia, li listen to me. Listen to me. We're going to put you on hold. I, uh, you boys are wit a witness to the uh, Crown Royal sack that I'm going to slip over the end of the mic. It works as a filter. Did you say sack? <laughs> it smooths me. It smooths me right out. And we will talk to him, Virginia. And we'll straighten this whole thing out. Okay. And I know you're a little apprehensive, but when we're done, it, it will, will all be smoothed over. Mm -hmm. All right? If it's not, I'm still going to sleep like a baby. <laughs> all right, so hold on. We'll get his number off the air. Okay. And when we come back, we'll talk more to Cake, Virginia, and you. Hey, this is Dr. Drew. Is your computer running slow? Well, MyCleanPC can clean it up and speed it up today. Now, you might be asking yourself, how did my computer get this way? It's so frustrating, right? Well, opening infected email, attachments, downloading music and games can slow your computer down. Over time, running these programs can cause junk files, internet clutter, processor, and hard drive errors all to build up on your computer. MyCleanPC can help. First, go to MyCleanPC.com and in minutes, you can get a free computer diagnosis and find out what's slowing down your computer. Then simply activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk, internet clutter, and even remove viruses, and MyCleanPC is guaranteed to increase the speed of your computer. With MyCleanPC, there are two easy steps to speed up your computer. First, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. Then simply activate MyCleanPC software to optimize your computer performance. Go to MyCleanPC.com today and find out what's slowing down your computer. That's MyCleanPC.com. Hey, this is Carrot Top, and even losers like me listen to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Turn on your radio, they'll give you a big hug. It's Love Line, get it? Ow! Ow! Gotta start working that in. That's the, uh, I don't have anything else to say. I'm gonna squeal. All right. Uh, God bless the carrot top. Vince uh, is here from Cake. Uh, John is uh, giving Drew a reach around in the bathroom. Oh, no, he's back. <laughs> and Drew's, uh, now wash his hands and he's back. Wait, no, Drew isn't back. No, so Drew's right. standing. Screw, screw Drew. We don't need Drew. Ow! We don't need Drew to have a good time here. All right. Uh, I was told that Virginia, our uh, last caller's uh, meddling uh, ex-boyfriend, is uh, it's uh, 2 a.m. wherever he is, and uh, he's asleep, and he's got exams uh, tomorrow. So uh, she didn't want to give us his phone number. So here's what Virginia... Well, I'm not going to bother talking to Virginia again, but you, you need to... Um, save him from himself you need to lay down a little tough love he's still uh wrapped up in your web and what you need to do is just cut him off you're going to drive him nuts and then he's going to get loaded and attack you 
Yeah, and he's, he's, he'll know how to deal with it because it, before Virginia, he was dealing with life. And right. he just has to go through the withdrawals and deal with it. Absolutely. She's, she's using him for some some kind of emotional security or approval or some it's, sort of... A, it's nice a, to be liked. Yeah, it's nice to be and liked. And a lot of people get attached to that, and they don't necessarily like the person back, and yeah. they don't necessarily like them enough or even like right. themselves enough to be able to provide that for themselves. Or but she no, can or still fit it in her schedule a little bit. Or to know the difference between, you know liking yourself or you know whatever and having someone else like you yeah, right yeah. right so they're both uh, culprits here in uh, my opinion you're a culprit <laughs> they're both perps jess yeah 13 yeah hey. Hey. hey so um okay lately i have like so many people like try to pressure me <laughs> sorry and they're like you know they're saying it's fun and all the guys are saying it's cool and that I'll like it, but I'm... Oh, hold on a second. Let me yell. <laughs> so weird hold the on, guys would say Hey, Drew, would you shut up, please? For Christ's sake, if you're not going to do the show, at least don't screw it up while we're doing it. This is a really important commentary here. Yeah. It is. She's, thir she's 13 years old, and she's calling into Love Lines. Uh, so people, guys, are surprised, surprised, or are, are, are wanting her to... Uh, yeah, her sex. friends are talking about sex, and she's getting pressure from other guys for, for to have some sex. And, and are they pressuring you more than your peers and your your friends? What? Well, yeah, because they're saying that that if I don't do it, then you know, then it's like. Why are you being singled out? What? Why are you being singled out? Because in my neighborhood, I'm the only girl. I'm with like 15 guys, and I'm the only girl. All right, here, here's yeah, how you your dad. He's <laughs> trying to pull up stakes. Well, as far as drugs are concerned, you know, um. Wait until your brain is fully developed. Wait till you're 18 or so, and then decide. Because uh, that, by the way, is ex an extremely important, very one. sound. Yeah, very yeah. sound. Tomorrow, Don't make the same mistake, John made. No, because <laughs> tomorrow, because I've always been postponing it and everything. What drugs or sex? Well, both. But tomorrow, yeah. like I'm like, I just had guys over at my house, and they're like, gonna make me smoke pot, and I've got asthma, and I'm like freaked out. Yeah, they don't, they don't, make you. They do don't care mean? about what you. Does that mean? You want to do some gambling? <laughs> no, no. I, I want to know. I All right. Know. Why, why, why do they feel they can make you do anything? Why do they because, even believe that? I don't know. What is it about you that leads people to believe they can force you into things? I, that's exactly. All my friends just say, because I'll do anything to make them, like, happy. Ah. Ah, okay. Should we gamble? Uh, no, not necessarily. Seriously, th this is this is back to my old adage that that people pleasing doesn't necessarily please people. Yeah. Well, if if you know why, oh, if I, they're I, your I, friends, they don't want you to do something that you don't want to do. Or if you say it's not good for you, and, then and yeah. typically, by the way, not, we we don't know anything about Jesse's family system, <clears> but typically, people that are really involved in this kind of behavior have an alcoholic parent. Yeah, his dad smokes opium. He gets opium all the time. Yeah. Well, what about your parents? Oh, my mom's perfect how about your really? dad my dad i don't live with my dad yeah that's see that's the thing right there yeah. um and i don't have don't any, don't, any brothers so all of myself stop for, be careful because what you're, you're doing is you're needing some male approval and that's good but these these males these particular males aren't exactly aren't all that interested in your in right. your welfare they're interested in their um their penises so absolutely yeah. i couldn't have said it better myself and Getting approval is nice, but getting approval from uh, drug addicts or, or, or sexual predators is not where you actually need 
to get your approval. And, and here's the thing. Jess, please, be, the, be at the leading edge of a new trend that I want to see happen in our world, and that is that young women assert their needs ahead of anybody else's. That you figure out what it is you want and what you need from other people, and you demand that. And you know what? You'll have a lot more friends. You'll be a lot happier. People respect you more, and you won't get involved in situations that are so destructive to you. Assert your needs, Jess. Do not be afraid to do that. I'm 100% uh, behind Dr. Drew, except for when it applies to myself. All right? Uh, I want every woman out there to assert her needs. But if I want something, I, I feel I should get that. Other than that one exception, and please, I cannot pollute every woman out there, I think we'll be fine. Well, you know what? She's 13, so I think that you should just hold off on that sort of assertion. Give it like another six months. You, 13, uh, you're 13, okay? You know, that's... Yeah, way you're, too young. You're a kid, okay? Yeah. I, I hate to say it, but, you know. But with really adult themes in her life, she has some adult decisions to make, even mm -hmm. though she's she's 13. You right. know what I mean? These do are, do uh, not let yourself be manipulated into things you will definitely regret as you get older. Denise. Yes. 35. Oh, thank you. All right, so uh, we go from the uh, chicken coop to the grave, yes? Oh, my God. <laughs> you want to punch him? <laughs> but, What's happening, Denise? No, nothing much. What's happening with you? All right, what do you want? My question is, okay, how do I approach this? i got a son who's almost 14. Great kid. I think he's perfect. But if he was to come up to me and ask me if I ever tried drugs, do I tell him the truth or... Or do I lie? I'm laughing already because Drew's going to work his magic. Go ahead, That's Drew. It, yeah. Work that retarded magic. Right, I'll say I'll, I'll, I'll say my piece first, and then Adam will give you his. And okay. uh, gentlemen, you see see what you think about this. Uh, Denise, don't ever lie to your kids. Thank oh. you. That's exactly what? what I say. But do not answer that question. Just tell who the answer. To the question is: It's none of your business. All right. That's the answer. Wait right. a minute. Wait now a minute. it's time for role play. No, no, no I can't. Role Hang play on a with Dr. Drew. I will play Here, your young right, adolescent let me, son. Let me just finish the point. The point is <laughs> that it is one thing that's very clear is that parents who use drugs or who talk to their kids about their drug experience basically are giving an endorsement and a green light yeah, to use. There's, there, there's an extremely high likelihood that if you use drugs or talk about using drugs or endorse it in any way, your kids are going to experiment. Because after all, you did it. Why shouldn't they? The message has to be crystal clear that it is unacceptable. And the only way to deliver that message is by saying that and then not discussing it if you did it. When they're 22, discuss it. Okay. Do not lie. I, I want to... Do not lie. Yeah. Uh, and this is just an empiric fact, that, that people that talk about their drug use, <coughs> kids have a higher likelihood of using drugs. The only exception I, I say to this is if you're in recovery mm -hmm. and the kids know for sure you're doing a lot of drugs, and then you talk about what you did in the, con in the context of the consequences it had upon you. Okay. But you tell your kid you, they need to go talk to someone else about it. Okay. Is that uh, what you do? I mean, because if you can't talk about it that much, you know, you can't get into it that much then anymore and really counsel them if you can't. No, it's, you can't you, let you that just, out. You have to have a mantra. It's got to be clear. We're not discussing this. Um, it's not what I did. It has nothing to do yo, with me. This is an unacceptable rangue. thing. But, uh, do, I, I, I love you too much to see yo. you do anything like that yourself, period. You, oh, I see. Also, yeah. I mean, one factor, I mean, if, you're, if your child is um, interested in his uh, brain's um, adequate development. You could mention that uh, when you when you take drugs before your brain is uh, adequately developed, it uh, creates all kinds of uh, weirdness. You know that fried egg thing. Hang, hang on a second. Uh, no. True. Am I allowed to talk? No, not yet. Tell, tell him enemy. to wait until he's 18 and then to use as you know many what? drugs as he wants. No, no, wait a minute. You, you know what, though? You're the first guest we've ever had that has actually known that to be true. I mean, that is an absolute fact, particularly before the age of 15. It has dramatic 
permanent influence on brand development. All right, let me explain the reason why. Most of our guests have done the damage uh, early on and therefore don't have the faculties to uh, articulate themselves, like young John, who uh, obviously did not do any damage to his brain. Uh, I don't how know, did you find out? How did you find out about that? I just read, read here and there. I just think that... Um, Give it a chance. Give the brain a chance to uh, become what it's going to become, and then and then screw with it. You know. Absolutely. All right, Denise. Yes. All right, you uh, you've had a million angles on this one. I hope you're satisfied. Okay. There's all a right. book called How to Say. There's a book called How to Say No to Your Kids in the '90s when you said yes in the '60s. Check that out too. All right, uh, Drew. Let's do a little role playing now. No. Yes. No. Drew, you know I can't do it. Drew can't do it. I all can't right. do it. I will I'll play. Admit it right now. Denise's child is what thirteen, and. Uh, and she, he is going to soon confront her about her, uh, right. uh, her uh, old drug use. Right. Now, I will play uh, one of your uh, children, uh, Jordan. Oh. All right, I'm, I am 13 now. Yes. Uh, we'll uh, turn the calendar ahead nine years. Wow. This is Jordan. It's only nine years. Jesus. Oh, can't survive it. All right, I've just come home. Yeah. Papa Drew? I hope he doesn't talk like that. <laughs> 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 the, the testes have not ascended or uh, descended yet. Papa Drew? Yeah. Oh, okay, would you answer your son? Papa Drew? Yeah. Um, I was at school today, uh-huh. and some of the other kids were talking about marijuana mm-hmm. and other drugs, and they are talking about how it was cool, and they are talking about how maybe we should try it, and one kid said that his folks did it, and, and, and they were okay. I just want to know, is it okay? Have you ever done it? it, Jordan, it is just not okay. It's not okay at all. It hurts people. I I know you hear a lot of things about it, but it is a potentially dangerous drug. I I care about you too much. Have you done it? It scares me too much to think that you could possibly even do this drug. It's something that... As a teenager, didn't they pressure you to try it? When I was 19, I ate about four boiled peyote buttons and stayed up all night but felt no effect. Oh, okay. So you are a Hesha. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Have you tried it, Papa Drew? But I think that's the point. You avoid, avoid. Have you avoid, tried it? Avoid it. Have you tried it? I, I have a lot of pressure on me to use that drug. Have you tried it? I, I tell you something. It's very difficult when you're have you tried it? such a good. Have you tried it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. You see what a ridiculous notion this is. It's hard. It's difficult. Mm. I'm not saying it's easy. All right. All right. <laughs> Especially Dad. when you've got recordings in the past. <laughs> So <laughs> the scariest thing I'm looking at Adam Carolla. <laughs> Papa Drew. Oh. I felt a little gay there. I'm gonna have to shower when I get home. All right, uh, when we come back we'll talk more to uh John and Vince from Cake. Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps go to TrueCar.com. Find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your True Car savings certificate and take it to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save time. 
save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. All right, uh, hold on, let me finish my conversation with uh, Vince. Training uh, definitely helps and, and uh, ability, but it but th- there is a lot of training involved. Yeah. Too. All right. No, we're talking about masturbating. Oh. <laughs> we're talking about uh, comedy. All right, uh, Cake is here. John and Vince, uh, Drew is here. And uh, well, here comes John, John. Is, uh, busted yeah. hey. into the room. That's right. Where have you been, John? Uh, I was uh, fraternizing with the some of the other uh, workers. Eating macaroni and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Fashion Nugget is the name of the CD. Uh, is there any unfinished business or are we ready to take some more calls? Go ahead. Huh? Where are you going? Oh, Jesus. Allison. Hi. You've been on hold for 118 minutes. Yeah, no doubt. Um. That is, uh... She's pissed. I am. Um, <laughs> Our screen says upbeat and fun. <laughs> I'm not too bad, though. I'm a pretty nice person. Really? Right. You're 24. What's your question? You're holding back your aggression. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, anyway. Well, I have a friend of mine. He's a really good friend, Mark. And I've known him forever. And we're all out of college, and we're kind of just hanging around. And my other friend, Petey, we're always together. And the thing that bothers us is Mark is always constantly bragging about how big his penis is. And mm. he, like, gives us hints. You know, like, one time he grabbed the gear shift in my car, and he said, that's about right. Mm-hmm. That's a funny joke. <laughs> I like it. Every time someone says that joke, I laugh. <laughs> and, like, you know, like, once in a while... Um, I grabbed some chapsticks once on a date. <laughs> and, I mean, Not a good idea. He, he, he doesn't let an opportunity go by if it comes up to tell me how hung he is. And I'm just... How know, does that make you feel? What? How does that make you feel when he talks like that? Well, it makes me curious, but then curious. Me, I want to wonder, why is he telling me this? You know? Curious. I think yeah. that maybe he's insecure or something like that. I mean, He might be wondering if his penis is the right size. I'm, I'm kind of surprised you, you react with curiosity. <laughs> well, well, you know, maybe he's working, you know. His, 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 his plan is uh, it's coming all right. I think that's the point. Yeah, he, well, <clears throat> yeah he's established, if you can establish enough of, uh, you know, much of a uh, aura around the uh, genitalia and uh, and curiosity. How about building skyscrapers? <laughs> that that would establish a, a, just a, a whole cult of it. <laughs> he wants to be married. How's his life going? Is he, is there things going well with his life or is, he needs his penis right now. He's got, it's a kind of a security penis. I mean, I don't think, I, I think our lives are just Do you have an interest in him at all, other than a pure curiosity? No, I don't know. Well, he's a friend, right? Then you wish he wouldn't start stop. You wish he wouldn't talk about his penis so much. Well, I mean, I guess we're all pretty open. I mean, that's. Can you speak about your labia? Well, no. I I would think you'd think it was peculiar, and you'd feel kind of violated, and uh, maybe even demeaned by that kind of talk. The other thing is, I mean, this is just maybe the only way he can assert himself right now. He may feel really insecure, and uh, he feels real small and unimportant. Guys do this. Guys do this with their cars. Guys do this with their with their dogs. Guys uh, do this with uh, their jobs. Guys usually pick a sort of some source of pride when they don't have much going on, and they'll work it to death. 
like I'll talk about uh, what a high, uh, my high school football hijinks, you know, for first couple hours on a date. <laughs> you do? Huh? Being sodomized by the mascot, other things like that. Fascinating. Uh, all right, Allison. Yeah. Listen, you don't sound real disturbed about it. Uh, he sounds like a bit of a jerk. Why don't you just look him in the eye and, and, and say, listen, are you that insecure that you have to bring your penis up that often? And I'm sure that'll be the last time he ever brings it up. All right, I don't know where to go with this. I, you make, I think comments about the labia would do it. That would be sobering enough to hear about some of <laughs> the labia right. over open and up, over and over the, again. Open up the glove compartment and say, that's about right. Yeah, or, or when there's an 18-wheeler in front of you and the mud flaps are going along in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> Just point at that oh, and go, yeah. yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Even oh, with, the, yeah. with the silhouette of the busty chrome chick and the whole really thing. It's wild how much men need to talk about their junk. Yeah, but you, you realize how comforting that does, that, how really empowering it does make you feel to say, just to say those words. See, when you go home tonight, say, oh, yeah, that's about right, <laughs> and see how good you feel. Yeah, he's just enjoying himself in the company of some good friends. James, 15. <laughs> Yeah. You're on Love Line with uh, John and uh, Vince, the uh, mud flaps. <laughs> Vince, the, uh, the, mud. the eclectic warrior. I'm bruised over here. Yeah, my question is mainly for Dr. Drew. Yeah. Oh, good thing. But uh, you guys go and put your two cents in. Go on. ahead. Well, my girlfriend's pregnant. You're 15? And, uh, yeah. How old is she? Same age. How long? How far into the pregnancy is she? Uh, three months. What are you guys going to do? Um, we're keeping it. You're going to get married? Yeah, hopefully. We, I gave her a promise ring a while back. And Good. Right. Why don't you yeah. give her another promise ring, the one that promises uh, that you'll get a job? <laughs> That's what I'm working on. But um, my main uh, worry is uh, our, this feels like the relationship's going apart. I mean, there's no more really sex there, it seems like. Uh, her sex drive's died. and talking about two 15-year-olds. Well, you know, the, uh, listen, you're, you're no longer in the... Uh, in, in the prime of the relationship. That, you know, 12 and a half, 13. Uh, <laughs> sure, it was all uh, flowers and candy, but uh, now you've both uh, reached a more mature age You're of 15. September of your You're years. in the September of your years, and uh, it's time just to settle in, and uh, you, you take up painting. Listen, James, you're both 15, and she's pregnant and freaked out. Uh, that's why. It's going to take away some of the, the allure of the sex, I think. Well, well. Both, both phenomena can take away one's sex drive. A, freak out, and B, just pregnancy itself. Some women lose their sex drive during pregnancy and after pregnancy. And too. James, I, I'm going to put this uh, stern warning out to you. You are a, a prime oh. candidate for the Adam Carolla Genitalia Collection Move Program. Move him to the head of the line. You've moved uh, right above Slash on, on the list, and uh, there'll be a representative coming to a town near you soon, so uh, be prepared. Okay, um, but she's not really all freaked out about it. Because it's coming as a good thing yet. It's a good thing. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, her mom don't know how long where she's gonna live. Basically. What's her mom have? I don't know exactly what it is, but it's kind of like uh, AIDS with her immune system and everything. But it's like she gets blisters and stuff if she doesn't take her medicine. All right. So is it her mom is actually dying? Yeah, um, they don't know how long she has to live. Maybe she might live 10 years, 5 years, I mean, a year, have, they don't know. She just has, gets big blisters on her skin? Yeah. Um, Does she have something called pemphigus? I don't know exactly what it is. I never really sat down and talked to him about it. It wasn't really none of my business. The, are these blisters in her mouth, too? Um, I don't know. I get, they, she gets them on, like, her face right. a lot, and I guess in her genitalia. All right, so the, the, the good news is that she'll get to uh, raise grandchild. the grandchild uh, single-handedly for 15 years before she dies. <laughs> yeah. And then she'll get to take that to her grave. 
Yeah, um, and we also have support from both sides of the family. Okay. Well, listen, for, for 15, you sound like you have a fairly level head. I wish you would have used a condom. And I, quite honestly, it is my opinion that the everyone would be better off if you either had the abortion or gave the child up to adoption. Which they can but, still do. But adoption. you sound level-headed. Uh, the families are willing to uh, reinvest in a new family. God bless him for that. James, don't worry about sex right now. It is the least of your worries on the priority scale. You worry about the sanity and the psyche of this young person you're about to bring into this uh, harsh world. All right? Take care of the child and hopefully instill enough values in the youngin so that they don't become pregnant at 15 or a father at 15. All right, James? Yeah. Look after the kid and be real good to uh, your girlfriend because she's going through a lot of changes right now. All right? You got to be a man. That's it. Now it's time to be a man. You, you, your penis was a man uh, three months ago. Now you have to be a man. You're and, 15. And not it's not worrying tough. about your own sexuality so much as you're, you're now your child and your your hopefully wife. <laughs> when, I, when I was 15, I was like, uh, you know, um, uh, collecting wacky packs and uh, rushing home to watch the Groovy Ghoulies. I had... I, I could not have stepped up to the plate as as an adult, but that's the thing. If you, that's the deal. If you're going to keep the child, if you're going to raise a child, you now are an adult. I don't care if you're ten. The second someone younger than you pops out of someone else, you become the adult. It's a whole pecking thing. You get bumped up to adult status. They are now the child. Yeah, I mean, or or adoption. You know, if you can't step up to the plate, that's you know, I'm, uh, adoption's a wonderful alternative. Yeah, Huge there's a lot that. of people that are looking for. Children, right? Yeah, they'll even buy them. Yeah, Drew uh, yeah. sold a couple of his kids before he finally chose the ones that he was going <laughs> to keep. Drew, mm. no, right. you don't want to talk about that. No, okay. Leslie, uh, hi. Nineteen. You're on Love Line with Cake. Uh, hi. Um, my problem has to do with my mom. Like, um, she wants me to be an eternal child all my life, and I don't like that <laughs> because. Um, <laughs> I want to bring up the subject about about it to her, mm -hmm. but she's suicidal, and I'm afraid that I'll freak her out or something. Mm -hmm. How do you know she's suicidal? Because she not about like not even a year ago she attempted suicide. Was it? So was, this is how she keeps you locked in this oh. this dance with her, right? Uh, yeah, she manipulates so. you into. Well, that's what you, you know. You don't want to be a child. Time well, not be a child. I, I don't want to. Uh, yeah, it's time to start being an adult to her mom. Maybe a mother to her mom. But uh, yeah. if she's right, you know, she needs to maybe give her mom small gifts or yeah, something. And like it's that. not about talking about it. It's about making it happen. Did right did she seriously make a legitimate attempt on her life, or yeah, was I had to come home and clean up the mess because you were somehow individuating from her? That's why she yeah. did it. Well, well, see, like That's... I I try to be like my, my own. Like I mentioned moving out. I mentioned signing up for my own classes myself, doing my own tax returns myself. Wait a minute, this doesn't sound like such a bad deal. Well, I know, but it's just, you know, I need to learn how Animal to... Animal moving. I forbid one of my lazy parents get involved with my life and start doing some tax returns. <laughs> she, what do you mean? She went and signed up, up uh, for classes for you? Yeah. All right. And the, like everything like that, and I want to do it all myself because I'm going to have to learn it eventually because I want to go off to uh, a university. Right. Uh, wow. okay. Yeah, her mom has a great opportunity to go off and lead her her own life now. So yeah. Like, yeah, but mom is way too enmeshed with this. She child. has no social life though. She has no life. Yeah, I know, but it's like you're staying there and uh, is enabling her to go ahead and keep on having no life. It's hard because you don't want her to you know off herself. But it seems to me that. Uh, 
that really um, you got to do the difficult thing. Yeah, and when you leave, the only thing you're not going to pack is a mirror. And she's going to see herself in that reflection. And Okay. Yeah, she's got to, the mom's got to have some kind of strength, yeah. Sure. Uh, but Leslie. Tell her you need counseling. She needs therapy. Well, she is seeing therapy. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe you can have a, have a, have have a, a group. Yeah. yeah, go in there with her and, and, and talk about it. Yeah, go in for a series of conjoins yeah. and start, start slowly to actuate this plan you have because the plan is a good one. All right. Try well, to do it. What? Do I'm, I'm a, group, a, a group session thing, and she wouldn't have any part of it. Tell her that that you that you that you have to do it. Yeah, just keep. You've got it. You've got to stay like a laser beam. You have to be one. the adult here, and you are the sane one, and you have to just impose your will on her slowly. All right, Leslie. She's really controlling you with her. You were right. You're, for both of you, you're right. But don't break away so much that she stops filing the taxes. Okay? Because seriously, I pay I pay like ninety five bucks for that each each year. All right, uh, out of time, just about. Uh, just enough time to say goodbye when we return. Hi! Love one's going to be right back. All right, play the game. Play the game. What's going on? Hi, this is Jed Apatow. Hear my conversation with Brett Easton Ellis. Hey, what's up? This is Kanye. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith. Hear my conversation with great Brett Easton Ellis. Hello. This is Marilyn Manson. I'd like you to listen to me on the Brett Easton Ellis podcast. Hey, this is Brett Easton Ellis. Check out my podcast on Podcast One, where my guests and I will be discussing all the issues that keep the pop culture world moving, talking, and thinking. It's the Brett Easton Ellis podcast on Podcast One. All right, John Vince, thank you uh, very much. Hey, thanks for having us on, especially on the night of the dawning of the Age of Aquarius. Yeah, I'm looking All six to planets it. are in line. Yeah. Right you now. guys were a uh, breath of fresh air that blew right through the Love Line studio. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of blowing air, hold on a second. <laughs> yeah. All right, I just blew it. All right, uh, Fashion Nugget is the name of the CD. I urge you to go out and get it and buy one for your friend while you're there. Uh, Drew, any last words? See you next Fine. Time. And until then, I'm Adam Carolla for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. You've been listening to Loveline. The opinions expressed on Loveline, especially by Adam Carolla, are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or sponsors, or even the character voices. Loveline, produced by Ann Wilkins for Westwood One Entertainment. Copyright 1996. I don't even think it. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.